clouds on, singing to that highway song. Got a little night smile, the kind that drives you wild. Nothing like playing with fire, brings boy to life. Be with the fuse you light, be good as dynamite. Maple Leafs have a new tree in town, but is it the right one to grow with? Ricky's greatness comes through in 1982, and happy birthday to an Oilers great. All in today's 1420 in the morning. Let's get into her. The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds, where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. All right, 1420 in the morning for this June the 1st, 2023. Thank you for making us a part of your morning each and every morning on Facebook Live and on YouTube Live. And if you listen later on on our uh, the podcast network, make sure you, uh, you download those later on and spread the good word. Remember, we are part of the Belly Up Media and uh, BellyUpSports.com. Great podcast, great articles on BellyUpSports.com. Make sure you go there. And uh, today we are excited to announce a brand new partnership with Yeti Coolers. Anybody who's an outdoorsman or a cooler person, summertime, fill your cooler up with some adult beverages go to uh, yeti.com we're waiting for our promo code to come through but you see on the, the screen here with yeti it's the uh, the link will be up on the, uh, the the show's notes so make sure you go to yeti.com and uh, purchase something and uh, keep those beverages cold all summer long and uh, support the 1420 podcast as well anyways uh brad Treliving was being was announced today as the toronto maple Leafs new general manager uh going to leaf slam might be a tough thing a new tree for Maple Leafs fans to uh, to hang their, their ropes on and jump off. I shouldn't make, make light, but anyways, we'll get that in half a second. It's been an odd couple of weeks for the Leafs. Uh, Kyle Dubas, a couple weeks back, he held a press conference saying he wasn't sure if he wanted to stick around and be the GM with the Toronto Maple Leafs anymore, citing family reasons and everything else, but Brendan Shanahan made that, uh, that decision for him pretty easily, and he's saying he was no longer uh, part of the Shanna plan and that his services were no longer required with the Toronto Maple Leafs at the uh, at the Scotia Bank Arena and everything else, uh, he was let go, fired. Even though his contract was going to be up at the end of June, uh, before it all got down, so Shanahan made this de- de- decision for him, saying, "Thanks, bye, see you. We're going to go in a different direction." And so now, Treliving is the third GM that's going to be uh, under Brendan Shanahan, joining Kyle Dubas and uh, Hall of Famer Lou Lamarillo as the uh, the guys under the microscope to try to get let's face it, a, uh, this hapless franchise out of out of trouble and try to get them a, a, a that long vaunted Stanley Cup or even into into the finals that hasn't happened since we know it's in 1967 uh what the allure for this job is I have no idea why you would want this job in Toronto in Toronto it's kind of beyond me it's a tough thing to get to and this job right now is even tougher to uh to stomach why uh, why a guy like 
like Brad Treliving would jump into this situation where he's got a bunch of guys under contract. He's got a situation now where he needs to get Austin Matthews either signed or or traded in the, in the very near future because his his no trade uh, or no movement clause comes to effect at the end of June, which is only 30 days away. So something's got to happen. Something's got to move. And you wonder why a guy like Treliving, who had a, a little bit of success, not a whole bunch of success in Calgary and was recently released uh, by the Flames as well, why he would want to jump into the uh, the uh, the mouth of the beast in Toronto and, and try try to write this ship that is like I said it's a hapless franchise that's gone nowhere for a really long time and now you have a bunch of guys who are under contract and over overrated overpaid uh, did Treliving get himself in the same situation he found himself in last year with Matthew Kachuk who's going to the finals and don't don't forget about that did Treliving get himself in a situation that he had with Kachuk last year that he now has with Austin Matthews where you have a situation now where Matthews uh, holds all the cards, you could say, and says, you know what, I maybe don't want to stick around here. I uh, I don't see anything happening. Remember, he only signed a five-year deal for a reason, uh, go to a bridge deal per se, I guess, but it's going to pay him a lot of money. His next deal might get him a little bit even more. I don't know if, if, uh, if Matthews is the guy. Remember a few weeks back when the Leafs finally were eliminated in the uh, – in the second round by the Florida's eventual Stanley Cup finalist, Florida Panthers. I blame that series loss on Austin Matthews, his lack of drive, lack of inspiration throughout that those the, the playoffs so far. And throughout this season, yeah, he was allegedly hurt and allegedly hurt uh, uh, playing with a, a bad wrist. But the... Uh, the, the lack of drive and, and determination, I think, I thought that that led to the eventual downfall of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Was it all his fault? No, probably not. But I don't think that he helped the situation a whole bunch with the Leafs in the playoffs. But now they they, they have a situation in, in Toronto where they, they want to get this guy signed. They want to have something going on. Uh, another thing you got to look for in Leafs land right now in, in the coming days and weeks ahead is Sheldon Keefe going to be the guy uh, that's going to have a job with the Toronto Maple Leafs in the near future. Most GMs when they they take over a job and they and they come in uh, they come in guns ablaze and they usually want their own guy behind the bench to take control once they take control and they want to have a situation that they um, they just do something that they don't necessarily need to do and want to do and don't have that guy behind the bench that they that is is the guy that they want but it's not like Trilliving's had a great track record hiring coaches over the years when he was in Calgary like he hadn't had like he had a good record and everything else but he only won two two playoff rounds himself in his 9 year tenure with the with the Calgary Flames you you look at the guys that he had Bob Hartley Glenn Gulletson, Bill Peters and you know, that went sideways with the uh, the abusive situations that he had there and then Jeff Ward and most recently Daryl Sutter uh, once again, Again, uh, Sutter, he was more of an ownership deal that the ownership wanted him back uh, under the reins. And Sutter threw Trilliving under the bus. Trilliving threw Sutter under the bus. And now neither of them in Calgary, which is kind of an odd situation, how that all turned about. Um, he's got his work cut out for him in a short period of time, does Trilliving, there with the with the Toronto Maple Leafs. I don't know what he can possibly do. Uh, he inherited a team with uh, four prima donnas, four guys that uh, were, were overpaid by Dubas, by, by Shanahan. Remember, Shanahan is, is the kind of guy Who's who's been there for quite some time, and I think he's in the owner's uh, front pocket, not even their back pocket. He's doing a little bit of uh, angry beetle, and maybe on on the nutsack of the ownership group there in Toronto because this group has failed immensely over the years. They spent a lot of money not only on players; they, they're at the cap every year. Not only on players, but their analytics division is is quite large. Their fitness is quite large. Their their minor league teams spend a ton of money more than anybody else in hockey, and so the uh, the Shanna the Shanna plan hasn't gone all that well either so is is to living the kind of guy who's going to be to to 
want to stick around and have a guy like Shanahan looking over his shoulder uh, day in, day out and making deals that he uh, doesn't want to make or can't make because that was one of the rumors that Dubas tried to make some deals and, and put the feelers out there for guys like like Marner, like uh, Nylander, like uh, Matthews, uh, and Shanahan nixed those trades and nixed the idea for that to happen. And eventually that cost Kyle Dubas his job because uh, – you know, you spend that much money on these guys. The ownership group wants to see return on their investment and, and see some kind of playoff success that didn't happen. And it's an odd situation they find themselves in. You have guys that are overpaid on that team that, that aren't producing. John Tavares is overpaid, in my opinion. He's a, he's a good player, not a great player. He was only going to go one other place, and that was either to Toronto or stay with the uh, New York Islanders. He wasn't going anywhere else, and they overpaid for John Tavares. And then you look at a guy like Matt Mitch Marner, who was also overpaid by the Leafs because he probably wasn't going to get that, that much money from any anywhere, anywhere else, but he got it with the Toronto Maple Leafs hometown kid and the like. So it, it's a team that Dubas put together. It's a team that Shanahan put together, and now they have a new guy in charge, quasi, quote unquote, in charge that's got, got to make a, a sense of this mess, and he's got to do it in an awful hurry because you, you you're you're get, coming down to a deadline where a guy is going to get moved or a guy ha, has to stay. And you have these no trade clauses moving in. And now there's rumors that Nylander's going to want more money already and he hasn't produced. So now you you have all this 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 uh, this core group of guys. And I refuse to call them the core four. That's what the, their, their, their new moniker is. And for those watching on YouTube and on Facebook Live, you look over my shoulder, that's the core four. Jeter, Posada, uh, Andy Pettit and Mariana Rivera. That's the core four, not those jokers that they put out there in Toronto. Uh, it, it's 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 strange to see that that team is put put together. But like I said, Shanahan put his neck on the line, getting these contracts done. Dubas put his neck on the line, getting these contracts done, and now Dubas is out of a job because Shanahan's calling the shots there. And I don't know if Trilliving's the kind of guy. He's a little bit older and everything else. Obviously, that he 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 knows better than I do what what he's doing with his career and why he would take that job. I have no idea why he'd want to take that job. Yeah. Yes, if you, eventually you, you do become uh, a champion and do win a championship there or have some level of success, you can uh, basically write, write your own check with Toronto Maple Leafs fans and, and their, their ownership group for a long time to come. Uh, but I don't know if this team's ever going to be successful with that core that they have there, with that group that they have there. They, there's a, there are a lot of players away. Uh, can it happen quickly? Yes. You, you look at a team like the Florida Panthers who basically should have were, were out of the playoff picture on the last day of the season. If it wasn't for Chicago Blackhawks win, over Pittsburgh on the second or third last last day of the season, whatever it was, the Toronto the uh, the Florida Panthers aren't in the playoffs, and now they're having a Stanley Cup uh, situation where they're only four wins away from getting the darn thing, and they get a hot goaltender and the like, and that that's how it can happen. So it can a turnover can happen pretty quick, and it, it can happen. But but for Leafs faithful and Leafs fans, I don't know if this is the the, the time and if this is the group to get it done. I I'm uh, I'm a little bit hard on Tavares. I get that. I'm a little bit hard on Nylander. I get that. Do they have a goaltender? to get this done no but is it Las Vegas Golden Knights I can't remember the guy's name right now is he the kind of guy to get it done um, who knows but he's like right now the, the, the Vegas Golden Knights with their un, unknown goaltender are four wins away as well so it's it's an odd situation in Ash Hockey League right now that that can that can change things pretty quick I don't know if I would have taken that job. I mean, it's a better, it's it's a, probably a very good paying job, but I don't know if I would have taken that job so quickly and jumped into that that ring of fire that is Toronto. Uh, 
managing a, a team in Calgary is a lot. There's a lot of fire in, in, in Calgary as well, but not nearly as much as there is in in, Tor- in Toronto. So you wonder if Terlibing is going to uh, like this job or not. I don't know. Maybe it's one of those challenges that, that guys like. The guys want to get something done. They want to pr- prove something to the world that they're the guy for that job. And you just think that this is uh, it's going to be a tough one. And like I said earlier, I don't know if Terlibing is going to, going to uh, like having a guy looking over his shoulder and having to uh, to uh, answer to Shanahan as much as he's going going to have to like, compared to what he was able to do in Calgary on his own and make decisions willy-nilly however he felt to get, to get done. It's a, it's a situation I don't, I don't envy, um, but if he gets it done, he'll be, uh, they'll start naming schools after him, right? But it's, uh, it's going to be a, a hard road, road for the, uh, for, for the Toronto Maple Leafs moving forward with that group that they have there. I just don't think they have to have the horses. And yeah, I, I Adam, I'm going to see you later on, probably next month. But uh, Dubas to the Penguins, president of hockey operations. Uh, he was announced this morning right before, kind of trolled the Toronto Maple Police press conference a little bit earlier on today, how he said that uh, they, they, they named uh, the uh, president of hockey ops to the Pittsburgh Penguins. I think that's a good job. You have a Sidney Crosby situation there, a Eugenie Malkin situation there where they're at the end of their careers and his, Crosby's a hungry player. Can they go out and get some guys? I think that Dubas is going to find himself that that job is not going to be an easy one. The The Fenway group who owns the the, the Penguins now, they are going to be hungry. They, they don't like losers. They they own a, a soccer team over in Europe as well and they, uh, I shouldn't say they don't like losers. They're, they own the Boston Red Sox, but it's one of those situations that you don't know where that's going to go and how that's going to end up. I think you're going to see that uh, Dubas because he had carte blanche in Toronto to get to, to spend money however he wanted. He got every every player he wanted. He got the best analytics groups he wanted. He had the best nutritionists, the best fitness groups and everything else in Toronto will the Pittsburgh Penguins and jumping in this situation there where you're, you have a different franchise. And remember, Dubas is pretty young and he was given a pretty good job, a great job to, to start his NHL career. And you wonder if he's the right guy for, for a, uh, a job in, in Pittsburgh because I don't think they're going to rebuild when you have a Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin. I've always stated that I kind of think that Crosby might be the kind of guy, and at me if I'm wrong at underscore 1420 on Twitter, uh, Facebook, or wherever you want to get, get back to me, but I always thought that, that Crosby might be the kind of guy to maybe take the lap at uh, last end of his career to say maybe I'll go somewhere else and maybe I'll uh, I'll look for uh, different greener pastures and try to try to win the Stanley Cup, but you never know what they might put around him to, for, to end his career there with the Pittsburgh Penguins. I, I've always thought that maybe he might be the kind of guy to move on and figure something out because uh, he's uh, got the uh, the heart of a lion. He's always like winning. Uh, and I'll know you guys to end of today's show a little bit. I don't know if anybody saw Barry Trotz telling his scouts to go out there and uh, swing for the fences with the Nashville Predators. He said, I'll find a, a third and fourth line center or a winger or a six-pairing uh, six defenseman, uh, but uh, go go out and find me some kind of a sniper. Go, go find me some excitement and swing for the fences in this year's NHL entry draft. And I, I like that. I like that thought process a lot because there's so many players that can move in and out and you can spend not a whole bunch of money and you can find that guy who's it's a checking left winger who can skate a little bit, but go out and find a guy with some skill. And the way the, the way the game is played now, it's not as, it's not as physical as it used to be. I really like that statement by Trotz going out there and saying, "Hey, let let's do something a little bit different. Let's let, let's shy away from the norm and build build up our franchise. Get something going here a little bit. Find find a, that uh, needle in the haystack or that uh, diamond in the rough, I guess, and do something with our franchise. It's been kind of stagnant for a lot of years. They haven't, but they've been in the league a long time. Really haven't done a, a bunch of uh, they haven't made a bunch of noise throughout their the national 
National Hockey League tenure. So I like that statement by Barry Trotz, the new GM of the of the Nashville Predators, for him to go out and do that. So it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out in, in, in Nashville, in Pittsburgh, and of course with the Toronto Maple Leafs coming up. And the NHL, once again, I I, uh, I harp on this a lot, how the, the, the season has uh, drawn out and there hasn't been a game for three days now. There's no game until Saturday night. So what do we do National Hockey League? Let's get some games played. Let's get something going. Adjust your schedule a little bit. Yeah, you wouldn't have a game going up against the NBA tonight. I get it, but uh, they got to get something going and going soon. I know they want that Saturday night game to open everything up, but hockey's uh, already lost. Uh, it's in the back burner of a lot of people's minds. I have this podcast, so I kind of have to follow it. It's kind of my job a little bit, but it's uh, odd how the NHL can become uh, kind of a, a non-issue in, in a lot of towns, a lot of markets, and throughout uh, to a man last night where was at, at the ball field watching, just watching a game, not even umpiring, which was nice for once, but uh, watching uh, nobody even brought up the National Hockey League. Yeah, we're at a baseball field, but nobody brings up the NHL right now, and it's too bad the way that this has all turned out. But anyways, there's my uh, little bit of a rant for the day. I have one every day here at 1420 in the morning. And uh, by the way, make sure you guys go to RighteousFelon.com and get uh, 15% off by using promo code BELLYUP at RighteousFelon.com for their craft beef jerky delivered right to your door. It's really good stuff. Make sure you go to RighteousFelon.com. Use promo code BELLYUP for 15% off just like I mentioned today. And anyways... Get to our birthdays and on this day's on this day in 1982, Oakland A's left fielder Ricky Henderson steals two bases in a 3-2 win over the Boston Red Sox to become the fastest player to reach 50 stolen bases in a season. Uh, go on to steal 130 bases that season, the most in his career. That would also see him steal 1,406 bases, the most in Major League Baseball history. It's crazy to think he had 50 stolen bases at this point of the season already. 50 stolen bases, probably 30 or probably 50 games kind of deal. It's unbelievable what Ricky could do, and he's uh, we're big fans of Ricky Henderson here at the 1420 Podcast. And happy birthday, happy 62nd birthday to Hockey Hall of Famer Paul Coffey, born on this day in Western Ontario. Coffey was drafted in the first round, sixth overall to Edmonton in the 1980 NHL entry draft. Three-time Norris winner, 14-times All-Star, four Stanley Cups, Hockey Hall of Famer in 2004 with stops in Edmonton, Pittsburgh, Detroit, Carolina, Los Angeles, Philadelphia, and I for Chicago and Boston. I forgot about the Chicago one. I vaguely remember the, the Boston one, but I forgot about Chicago altogether. Uh, 21 years in the uh, National Hockey League. 396 goals, 1135 assists for 1531 points. One of the best skaters, smoothest skaters you ever watched. Unbelievable player on those great Oiler teams back in the 80s. Could do no wrong. You always wondered why he got traded so much. It must like he played for a lot of teams and that kind of skill to, to bounce around from team to team like he did. I uh, it's kind of a, a mystery. Maybe I'll do a deep dive on that. We'll discuss that maybe with Dave. He'll have a 1420 day. We're getting together tonight for to do a podcast. It's gotta we have something we'll talk about why. why why coffee got traded around so much. But anyways, happy birthday to Paul Coffey, born on this day 62 years ago in Weston, Ontario. Uh, anyways, be sure to listen to a few of our friends of the show, some different podcasts out there. Uh, fan of the Van, Jim Plotner, that's a fan of the Van. Great show, lots of football talk, lots of baseball talk. It's always good to listen to Jim's uh, side of things, his ranch that he goes on. Love listening to Jim on a, on a, on a daily basis. Jalen and Garrett over at Two Dudes with Sports News. Aaron over at Brutally Honest Sports. And John and Dave at Level the Playing Field. Give them, give all those shows a, a listen 
this weekend. Um, sometimes when you're, you're a podcaster, sometimes you don't get the uh, the, the pats in the back that, that you think you, you deserve and everything else. So make sure, because uh, sometimes what's the they're saying? A pat in the back is only uh, three feet and a kick in the ass. And sometimes we feel like we're getting our asses kicked in the podcast world a little bit. So make sure you guys listen to those shows throughout the weekend and tell other people to do as well. Listen to our show as well, but make sure you give those guys a listen for their different uh, thoughts throughout uh, on the sports uh, landscape throughout baseball, basketball, football, hockey, and college sports as well. So uh, thank you guys for making us a part of your your day every day here on Facebook and Twitter. Make sure you go to uh, Yeti, like I said, support our newest sponsor. Be greatly appreciated if you did. Uh, we appreciate all the, the the things you guys do for us here at 1420 World Headquarters. But anyways, make sure you guys uh, you t- uh, go to our YouTube channel, click on the thing, subscribe to our channel we want to get to a thousand followers and everything else has been kind of stagnant on there but anyways thank you for joining us we're back to uh tonight me and dave like i said should be a fun one tonight as it is always on thursday we get into a little bit on thursday nights and have a few laughs but anyways as always everybody it doesn't matter where you are it's who you're with have a good day folks and we'll talk to you tomorrow you just listened to the 1420 sports bar podcast four beer of the sports talk and a whole lot more we are part of the belly up media network Let's get into it.